welcome to another special installment on the Behold Her podcast feed, brought to you by Cantrip Candles, Friday Afternoon Tea, and Roll20. And if you enjoyed The Haunting of Good Society, welcome back to the Clooneyverse. This is Requiem for a Cluet, a tragic horror miniseries. Sister Harriet Cluet is a monster hunter seeking a cure for vampirism, but what she finds is a horror beyond her imagination. In this game of Ten Candles, no one will survive. Let's meet the players in our doomed tale. I'm Eugenio. You might know me as DM Jazzy Hands. You can find me on Twitter at, at DM Jazzy Hands, and I will be playing Harriet Cluett, the middle Cluett sister. I'm TK Johnson. You can find me at Twitter at TK Joins the Fray, or you can read my spooky stories at TKJWrites.com. I am playing Agnes Van Hop, a novice nun and exorcist who is excited for her first mission. I'm Friday Elliot, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as both at Friday Tea and at Friday Elliot, as well as on Twitch and TikTok as at Friday Afternoon Tea. In Requiem for a Cluet, I play both Jules Bouchard and Jane the Virgin, two wildly different people with one thing in common. Each meets their fate in the catacombs. And I'm Lisa Penrose, your game master, playing them. You can find me pretty much everywhere at Lisa Penrose. There's no use stalling the inevitable. Let's begin part two, the end of our story. I am so ready to delve back into the horror. So we are going to list seven facts that are true. And I believe, Eugenio, it is your turn to start off the round. I believe that is true. So let's start our uh, candle seven with the world is dark and the whispers speak truth. Ooh, that brings up to me. The world is dark and they are in the room. Friday. <laughs> All right, we don't deserve this. The world is dark and she has been collecting. Never understand yours and always hate them. <laughs> TK, the world is dark. Was a compliment. The world is dark. Faith is not enough. How dare you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're back to you. Suffer. The world is dark and Sister Agnes has an ingrown toenail. Um, no. Oh my God. The world is dark. <laughs> I don't deserve the this. World, you don't. Well, the yeah. world is dark and the walls are closing in. The world is dark and she recognizes you. Friday. The world is dark and she is chosen. And we are alive. We fade back into the same room, the gunshots still echoing off the walls. Jules' body, or what's left of it, is crumpled on the floor. And there's a white ghostly figure who's run into the room, pointed up to the chandelier that stretches into this vertical tunnel. And she says, we must climb. What does she look like, Friday? This is a slender, waifish, 
delicate young woman of, uh, oh gosh, about 21 years old. She's got white blonde hair that hovers about her head almost like a halo and glows in the little light that is in the room where her body is uh, slender and delicate at the joints. Her eyes, on the other hand, are fierce and a little bit wild. She's barefoot and in a flowing white nightgown, clearly befitting someone from middle class, but in very poor repair and dirty and tattered around the edges. Harriet, this person, this someone who's run into this room is urging you to climb, but you also know that there is a table covered in scrolls and parchments and books in this room. You came down here for information. That could be what you seek. I don't know who this is. The fact that they are speaking to us leads to believe that it's not whatever's been chasing us, but that does not mean that Harriet trusts or is willing to be distracted. So I think I will turn to Sister Agnes and say, grab what you can before we go. And I will just run over and start taking armfuls of whatever I can. Um, If they look, do the scrolls look like, I know they're old, do they look like they're gonna like dust as soon as I touch them or are they, they don't sort of... look like they're going to like okay. immediately crumble okay um, so yeah, yeah we'll just grab I will just grab and and then go because uh, I trust her or not it does seem the only way out so yeah yeah there's shadows <clears throat> pooling where Jules body is where you would expect blood to be and the figure in white opens up a small cinched pouch and takes out a handful of, you recognize the sound of rattling bone and you notice that in her hands are teeth. Also, yeah, oh. content warning, there's going to be teeth stuff in this Oh, story. yeah. Sorry, y'all. Holds teeth, blood trickling between her fingers and tosses them to the shadows. The shadows kind of surround the teeth a bit and they don't pursue you, at least yet. In the meantime, though, as that figure stands there buying you some time, Friday, what is Jane doing? Jane herself (laughs) is in the next room over, watching through a doorway where no one can see her. She's looking at her doppelganger and she's looking at the scene before her and she's observing and gathering information for herself about the visitors to the catacombs. These uh, new adventurers who she's been following at a distance but has yet to make herself known to. The white figure finds a rope amidst the treasure and is uh, trying to throw it up, drape it over the chandelier so that everyone may climb. Hurry, Harriet, Sister Agnes, there's no time for this. We need to climb as quickly as possible. We need to get to the surface. Oh, that whips Harriet around rather quickly because no, we sure do not. Yeah, Agnes levels her her short sword at her. Uh, What do you say or do? I don't actually think Harriet stops gathering things, but as Sister Agnes's uh, steel comes out, Harriet turns to this figure and says, a misstep. What are you? I'm, I'm just someone who's been stuck here. I'm eager to see the, the sun and the sky again. I, and she takes her hand and 
kind of presses against the papers that you're trying to pick up, holding them to the table, mm. they'll only slow you down. Agnes draws her uh, crucifix parry and like gets between this ghostly figure and Harriet. What are you doing? If Harriet tells her to strike, she will. I just, I just saved you. I, the, the shadows, I, they would have attacked you otherwise if I weren't here. Did you save I'm... us or yourself? I, I didn't have to run into this room. I could have escaped on my own. I've, but I've been, I've been following you and I know you're in danger and I think we should all escape together. Harriet is going to look to Sister Agnes just to gauge her response to this. Agnes is like willing and ready to kill her if cool. Harriet tells her to. Then it, seeing seeing exactly what she probably knew she would see, but very happy about it nonetheless, uh, Harriet will turn to this figure and say, your help was invaluable and I thank you. Whatever you believe in may it protect you, but we must press on. Escape, if you will. You have my thanks. That is all I'm willing to give. Jane, from the doorway, you are seeing this tense exchange, seeing this creature that looks exactly like you, pleading for everybody to climb. What do you do? Take a crucifix that I stole from someone else who died down here. One of the items in my pouch of goodies that I've been collecting from people over the years throw it into the room at the doppelganger see if i can hit her in the face oh, cool roll me a conflict roll okay. uh, we the dice pool is seven dice you need a six to succeed and i'll be rolling against your roll with my 16 dice don't forget to lie <laughs> i did get a six Excellent. Good job. (laughs) All right. So I have, with four sixes, I have narrative control. So you throw this crucifix into the room and with your success, you do strike this creature. And for a moment, you see the ghostly figure in front of you lose her composure. She makes this hissing noise and bumps into you Agnes as she spins around and she points to the doorway where Jane is standing and says a doppelganger this creature is is mimicking me it's been following me can we see Jane if we look in that direction I'm extremely pale and wearing all white and my hair is very blonde. There's a little light bouncing around. I have to imagine I'm not doing a great job. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Another ghostly figure, almost glowing in the doorway. Yeah, (laughs) I would say that Agnes did have the torch, but did set it down on the ground to grab their crucifix, parry, and small sword. So whatever light that gives us. I think if Harriet sees what was thrown, then that is that is enough for her to make a decision about which one of these two creatures to trust. And I will just turn to Sister Agnes, end it. If Harriet tells her to, she'll strike. Absolutely. Make me a conflict mm-hmm. roll. I believe your high get? school is still seven. Uh, well, I did. Oh, I did you know. roll a one? She did. Yeah. I'll, okay. I'll be the one that says it so yeah. you don't have to. <laughs> Six then. How dare you, truly. I know, I know. <laughs> of all monsters. those dice, only two successes. 
well, it may not matter. What are threes and twos, but the ingredients to create a six? Mathematically. Make a five. Do really like that. Well, three five, okay, two. let's say multiplication. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you smaller get numbers, ones? but this is bigger numbers. <laughs> yeah, well, you get it. You see what's going on. Numbers are abstract concepts. It's anyway. merely the sum of its parts. Like, Did you get any ones at least? No, I didn't. Oh. Okay, so I will take those six dice okay, and add them please. to my pool. And another candle is about to go out. I can't believe this. And this is what happens. Agnes lunges forward with her short sword into the stomach of the false Jane you see instead of blood, that same shadowy substance kind of oozing forward in little tendrils and spreading across the creature's body as the illusion disappears. She steps forward, pressing the short sword deeper into her body, but acting unhindered by the wound. And Harriet, you see for a moment is it someone who looks like you like Henrietta but also not exactly either of you Um, a little older her nose a little bit different her eyes shaped slightly differently but enough similarities to jar you as she reaches her arm out her arm stretching longer than any arm ought to and with her bare hands snuffs out the torchlight when we open the next scene we will not be in this chamber any longer but we have some truths to create so we have six candles lit now these things are true the world is dark and he's hunting friday the world is dark and our most potent weapon is love i'm doing it weapon is love. i'm putting multiple o's yes tk <laughs> the world is dark and twos counts as successes no that's not true <laughs> I can't let that happen because it would, it would affect them as well. And uh, yeah. I don't deserve this. <laughs> the world is dark and nothing is TK's fault. God, I didn't expect to be back here so soon. And I know. My fault. Uh, <laughs> the world is dark and upside down. Yeah, The world is dark and she almost remembers world is dark and they've reached the surface Uh jesus friday the world is dark and she saw you snooping we are alive (laughs) now in the darkness of that snuffed torch there was chaos sister agnes trying to attack what she cannot see harriet trying to hold on to and grab as much as she can in the darkness and jane trying to survive 
you all heard the door to that chamber close and truly the only way to escape was up. And so you all climbed. As you climbed, you heard running water and Agnes and Harriet, you would recognize this as the underground river that you had traveled to journey down into the catacombs. The scene opens up with the three of you in a boat traveling upstream. You haven't seen any traces of the false Jane following you, but it's quiet except for the drip of moisture into the river and your paddle in the water and out and in again. What are you all doing? Harriet is silent. If there was any necessary communication about Jane coming with us, that happened, but she's been silent since. So she's sort of sitting at the back of the, of the little boat, staring out into the darkness. And if anyone were to look particularly closely, they could see that she is holding her hands clasped very tightly but even so, every now and again, they tremble just a little bit. And the cheek that is turned away from her two companions and the rest of the boat just has a little rivulet of tears. As you're traveling, the tunnel around the river, the ceiling to the tunnel is growing smaller and smaller. Your heads are like skimming the, the ceiling. And it feels like the walls are pressing around you. The one upside to that sort of claustrophobic feeling is that there's this softly glowing, like bioluminescent algae or moss on the walls of this wet tunnel. And so there's a little bit of light, just enough that if you wanted to look at some of the information that you had taken, it is there in the boat with you. Well, anyway, for, for Harriet, I think she just really unless someone addresses her or tries to get her attention or, or asks her a question, I think she's just there. What is Sister Agnes doing? Sister Agnes has gone back to like a very mm, sort of militant sort of Spartan attention span, can only really focus on one thing at a time. And because she has noticed that Harriet does not regard Jane as a threat, the thing that she chooses to focus on is the squirrels that she was able to grab. So she'll be going through them and trying to decipher them and make like some, something has to make it worth it. And if it's the squirrels, it's the squirrels. Okay. We'll get back to you in one moment. Thanks. What is Jane doing? Jane has not been this close to living top ciders who aren't bleeding out actively for a while. So she's silently delighted to see people. And every now and again, she'll lean very close to one of them under the guise of just playing with, you know, the pliers <laughs> that she found, <laughs> the teeth that she's been collecting, a compass, etc. all of her goodies that she's been hoarding in her little pouch. She'll lean very close to Agnes or Harriet and just kind of smell them a little bit. So she's just enjoying herself. Wildly enough, I don't think Harriet notices Jane 
sniff, sniffing her. But when Jane gets close enough to sniff her, you hear under Harriet's breath, Harriet sort of quietly says, she was always the heroine. That's all. Sister Agnes, roll me a conflict roll as you pour through these scrolls and books for information. You promise you'll be nice to me if I don't? No. (laughs) Also, let's be very clear about what has happened during this game. It is your dice. Yeah, I'm starting to. Yeah, I'm starting to feel like I should take responsibility for this, and I'm not going. No, blame your, but blame the right people. Blame the dice. People, dice. It's fine. All right. How'd it go, Agnes? All ones. God, I wish. That would be great because then at least Lisa wouldn't get six more to add to her pool. Jesus, I wish it were all ones. <laughs> God, what I wouldn't do for all ones. I would kill anyone here, maybe not Lisa, for all ones. Unfortunately. <laughs> oh no. Is that what that yeah, is? Just said, <laughs> Lady. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Oh <my> God. Friend. <laughs> I like don't even have time to enact the truths we've already said. I'm so I... sorry. Sister Agnes. What? Sister Agnes is trying to find truths in the scrolls and she just falls out of the boat. Yes. <laughs> She's just like, oh, this reading is so intense. Yeah. She goes. It just like just throws the scrolls into the water. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Harriet's like, that was the table of contents. <laughs> this is what happens. Jane, you are leaning in to sniff Harriet and hear just those words when the boat suddenly tips over. Uh. The three of you fall in the water. And as you are treading to get back up to the surface, you see that soft glow down the tunnel start to dim and that shadow rushing forward until it fully consumes the three of you and you are separated and another candle goes out we have some truths to create Christ. these things are true the world is dark uh, friday you are starting us off this time I'm going to stay real on theme and say the world is dark and shadows don't show underwater. TK, the world is dark. The world is dark and the only way out is down. The world is dark and we are not the first to fall. The world is dark and she saves Harriet. Friday. The world is dark and the moss shows the way. The three of you have plunged underwater. Jane, you're a little more accustomed to being down here. I feel like your eyes adjust more swiftly than a topsider. And consumed in shadow, you see in the far distance a soft glow. And you know that that is the only guiding light that you see. What do you do? Underwater, 
I'll grab Harriet and Agnes by the hand if they're both if they're both within reach. If I can find them, whoever I can find around, I'll grab by the hand and start kicking furiously toward the light. Absolutely. You are able to find someone's hand in the darkness, although it's where you are right now is very dark and shadowy. The only light you see is in the distance, but you do feel a hand, a wrist. Cool. So you grab that hand? I, I sure will. Is it, right. cold? is it real cold and clammy? I hate um, it so much. <laughs> it doesn't feel particularly cold or clammy, um, but it is struggling against you. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> That's weirdly a great thing right now. Um, I'll take it. Yeah. Kick, kick, kick my, my dainty little virgin sacrifice feet toward the light. All right. Uh, you kick towards the light. Sister Agnes, something grabs your wrist and starts dragging you through the water. What do you do? Oh, God. I'm going to say Agnes can swim, even though I, TK, cannot. So it's like a lot of kicking legs, but then also a lot of like attempting to punch. Like everything that I have encountered in here has tried to kill me. So I'm punching. All Don't right. make me roll. <laughs> I'm going to say that you, um, well, what would you like to happen? I know that you you want Sister Agnes to be punching at what is dragging her, but what does yeah. TK want to narratively TK happen? wants to not roll. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever resolution can be had without rolling, that's the one for me. Really good. <laughs> All right, Jane, you feel something bash against your arm. But as you said, this is strangely comforting given the circumstances. So you tighten your grip and continue swimming forward. Meanwhile, Harriet, your head hurts. You fell out of the boat and hit your head on the bottom of this river. The world feels upside down to you. You don't know which way is up in the darkness. Um, and it feels like it's pressing against you. But you also feel something grab your wrist and start swimming downstream. What do you do? Can I also see the little light that Jane was swimming towards? You do. It's behind you. And we're going away from it the way I'm being pulled. Yes. I actually, I think at first when Harriet hits her head, she's sort of dazed. And for a moment, she's back in Honeyfield and her and Henrietta are running around the house. They're young, they're little. And Henrietta is hiding somewhere. And I, as Harriet, I am uh, looking for her and... As, I fi as Harriet finds Henrietta crouching behind a, a little credenza in their father's office, Harriet like taps, taps Henrietta on the shoulder and triumphantly announces, I, Henri Cluet, master monster hunter, have found you, foul beast. And that's when something grabs my wrist and I don't know what it is, but remembering, not even the right sister, but a sister uh, reminds Harriet 
why she's here and what she's doing. And this thing doesn't want me to go, well, when I phrase it this way, go towards the light, but I want to go towards the light. This all sounds terrible. So I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna fight against whatever's grabbing me just sort of out of instinct. Yes, make me a conflict roll with a dice pool of five. Okay, I got a six and a one. So you do succeed. I will have narrative control and the dice pool goes down to a four. So you start to pull against this force grabbing your wrist and you're able to like twist your arm to break that hold and you start swimming through the darkness as fast as you can toward the light you do hear this weird like burbling whisper through the water and it tells you i know you i know you Your blood is my blood. This legacy is yours. I choose you. Meanwhile, Jane, you are able to swim yourself and Sister Agnes up to the surface to this little ledge on the side of the tunnel so that you are able to cling to it as the river streams around you. Uh, Sister Agnes, you pop up as well and are able to cling to that ledge. But shadows don't show underwater. And so you two didn't realize that you were followed. Uh, Sister Agnes, as you are gasping for air, Jane next to you is abruptly dragged back underwater. What do you do? I'll jump back in. All right. You jump in. uh, And what is your aim? Grab Jane and pull back, like hopefully like leverage strength against strength. If there's like something I can hook my feet into, like a stone or like, this is an underground river. So I assume there's like stones and nooks and grannies. Yeah. All right, so you hold onto a stone and you reach out to grab Jane, trying to pull against the force that is dragging her under. Make me a conflict roll. So just the four, right? Just the four. No Look, way. when it's only four, nobody can blame you. Yeah, I mean, what are the odds? <laughs> They're gonna do it. You know, it's impre- I have to say, it's impressive. Right? It doesn't make it sense. It's... It's ungodly at this point. <laughs> Which is a real shame considering two of us are people of the cloth. You know what? This is what I get because I'm not. <laughs> hey, this is, that's exactly what it is. It's two people that's who are not is. people of the cloth playing God, people of God the cloth. God glanced down upon me and was like, oh no. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, uh, for the people in chat, that's two fours, a two, and a three. Okay. Why am I here? <laughs> to drive the plot to its its natural conclusion. To its conclusion, truly. <laughs> now we do have another hour, so Jesus, Sister Christ. Agnes doesn't get to roll again for a while. Please, um, <laughs> can another person, like in some way, just <laughs> change the rules of the game entirely in order to use their virtue card or something to like undo what TK just did? You know what? I'm switching oh, to digital uh, dice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm switching. Yeah, it's to digital. like the thing is, she's I'm... not even rolling one, so you can't, or they're not even rolling one, so you can't use the virtue or vice. I know it's the worst. It. Like I can't do anything. Uh, I'm switching to digital. Yes. <laughs> Jane, what is a recurring nightmare 
that Jane has been having as she's stuck down here? Thanks for asking. Um, <laughs> Jane has a recurring nightmare that I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real on the nose and then I'm gonna make it weird. Okay. Jane has a recurring nightmare that exactly this happens, where she's dragged underwater by forces that she can't see and she's powerless to stop it. And then at that moment, her bones snap and it's like a glow stick. She's illuminated from within. And suddenly the shadows are driven back and she's in control of her own fate. But nice. drowns anyway. That would be so lovely. That would be great. It is still a nightmare. She does still drown. It's not enough, but her bones snap and she becomes bioluminescent herself in her dreams. Okay. This is what happens then. Agnes, you are pulling on Jane's arm, trying to pull her back to the surface, but you feel her fingers loosening from your grip. If you could just like adjust your grip, maybe you could drag her back out. But suddenly with a tug, Jane is flung through the water. Harriet, you are swimming with like strong strokes. You see the light growing and growing. And then suddenly you see like a silhouette over that light as Jane's body is lashed through the water towards you like a projectile and knocks into you and you start flowing back with the river's current. It knocks all the wind out of you. Agnes, you turn back to that mossy wall and in that glowing light, you are the only one who sees the shadow growing like a giant arm uh, reaching down towards you. You feel yourself dragged under the water as well, flung down the current. And a candle goes out. We have four candles now, four candles. These things are true. The world is dark. TK. The world is dark and nothing ever ends. Yehenio, the world is dark. The world is dark and they'll get what they came for. The world is dark and masks are off. Friday. The world is dark and each gets what the other deserves. All right, and we are alive for now. Four candles are lit. Harriet, the last image in your mind as you're first struck by Jane, flung through the water like a rag doll, and then Sister Agnes is the entire underwater river illuminated. And in that moment, you're seeing shadowy arms from all directions reaching toward you. Um, but where could that light have come from? Uh, what could have illuminated the whole underwater river? Strange must have been because you hit your head. But what you know now is that you are downriver from where you were. There is a waterfall next to you, and the three of you have been dragged onto uh, a ledge. There's a fourth figure there with you. I think as soon as I notice the fourth figure, I will, moving as little as possible, try to position myself to get a, a better look at who or, or what it is. 
the figure you see is in the same gown as Jane, curled in sitting upright, but in sort of a fetal position. The gown is drenched, wet hair, blonde hair dripping over her face. And the head turns over its shoulder as it hears you stir. And the neck elongates and twists as the head approaches you, the body unmoving. And the face starts to change, just half of the face. The skin tone becomes a little deeper like yours. The eye changes color. The hair starts to brown. Mm -hmm. And she said, I thought I'd choose a figure that might comfort you, but you ran. Having been found out, Harriet will sit up fully. Who are you? I think you know. You cannot be. You cannot be. What are you then? Cluet. You cannot be Henri Cluet. You can't. She's a hero. She's my only hope. Les trois chasseurs. She says. And Sister Agnes, that actually stirs something in your mind. As you had been looking over the scrolls in the boat, you saw the same French words over and over again in these writings in different handwritings. Mm-hmm. Les chasseurs monstrueux. We've already established that Agnes does not speak French and had oh, to right. and had to um rely on on jewels for that but i think just hearing something that they had seen a lot would ring alarm bells because i think in the boat ride they may have like leaned over to jane or something and said how do you pronounce this or tried to ask harriet and if harriet was interested maybe weighed in or something so i think they do recognize it and i think that they do have like alarm bells but they're not like helpful alarm bells they're just like something's wrong If Sister Agnes had asked Jane, who presumably is a native to the area, what les chasseurs monstres would mean, what would Jane have told her? Monster shoes. I'm sorry. That's what that means. I don't think so. Monstre. Oh, I just looked at it. I was hearing monstre, like monstrous. I was like, "That's, that's monster shoes. But okay, monstre. Uh, or the chasers okay well i'm so glad that i said that and made myself look like a dumbass before reading it in the chat (laughs) we speak spanish it's fine you know what i do actually speak french i just missed so if it was what i heard i would have been correct it just didn't make sense and i went for it anyway um yeah like monster uh chasers the people who are chasing you creatures jane would realize that that particular use of monstre means monstrous hunters Mm, so it's like yeah i think i think jane would have imparted that it was like an adjective it was in an adjective form how does she say it how does this figure say it she just says les chasseurs the hunters am i awake enough to have followed this conversation at all Yes, you can also have been awake. I'm. This is me asking as a player to uh, a game master, do you suppose that I would interpret that she's describing herself from the context of the conversation? Mm. 
Yeah. I feel like you can understand what Harriet is saying. Mm -hmm. Harriet has just said, you can't be this person. You can't. And she sort of nods uh, and says this word that you've heard Jane pronouncing for you. I think that like Agnes would like struggle to her feet and then like try to move in between Harriet and the figure. Harriet, what do you do? What do you say? I think when she says that, Harriet suddenly becomes a little more sort of alert and snaps up and shakes her head and just says, no, that's, that's wrong. I, I don't know French, but I will say in French what Harriet has always been told was the name, which is the monster hunters, not the monstrous hunters. And I think what is dawning upon Harriet is that whether it was a mistranslation Mm. or wishful thinking to rewrite your family history, but this ancestor of yours, you had always been told was one of the first monster hunters, someone you looked up to, someone you wanted to emulate. But now you're being told she's something else. When this figure sort of <laughs> points out my error, as opposed to me pointing out her error, it, you know, it just, like you said, like it dawns, it realizes it crashes and it can't be avoided. And in one final sort of almost uh, maybe childish fit of piquancy, Harriet just grabs, grabs the rosary that she has not touched since they came, since we came to the catacombs. She just grabs it, rips it off of her belt and throws it at my great aunt, but not really. I mean, I think at the last moment, you know, I'll sort of hold on to it a little longer so that it goes wide because I don't, I don't have any interest in actually hurting her at this point, but I just throw it and you sort of can hear it clatter off in the distance and just breaks down. Mm -hmm. Sister Agnes, you've been on this journey with Harriet for a while. So you've probably heard of her talk about Henri Clouet, her ancestor. And so you perhaps are having some version of the same realization And I'm wondering what's going on in Sister Agnes's head. I think that Sister Agnes sees that this is an incredibly emotional time. That said, Sister Agnes has constantly like put her life on the line in defense of Harriet numerous times, unquestioningly. And it's like now that Agnes is like soaked broken, bruised, and demoralized from failure again and again. Those last few seconds of just seeing, even like intellectually rationalizing it, but still seeing Harriet rip her own rosary off and toss it to the side. I think that's the first time that Agnes like steps from between a threat and Harriet and just goes and picks up the rosary and just stands there and stares at it. And what is Jane doing as all of this transpires? Jane's frantically searching the water for her uh, her bag. Her little baggie has gotten twisted up in her nightgown. She's trying to disentangle it as this whole interaction is going on. Um, Jane has 
no emotional connection to these to the the stories of these people only to their aliveness uh in proximity to her and uh she's trying to find the teeth that she carries with her everywhere as a uh as a tribute to the the creatures that are down here so hopefully finding them to throw them at things that um is notable because Jane, you are, as you're less emotionally invested in what's going on, just frantically searching yourself for these teeth, you do notice that the shadows from the glow of the moss and algae by this ledge are moving slightly, swaying, not your shadows, but shadows from something else are creeping forward. As they creep forward, the head of this figure, Henri, uh, snaps back as the rosary is thrown at her. And she has transformed fully back into herself. The sort of clear recognition that this is a descendant or ancestor of Harriet and Henrietta's and Eddie's. But her skin is worn in some spots where you can see bone. Um, her ancient age shows. And she walks forward uh, with her hand and brushes against Harriet's cheek, wiping a tear. And then Harriet, you feel a sting as her long, sharp nails pierce your cheek, make a neat cut, and your blood dribbles onto her fingers. Agnes and Jane, you see the creature kind of lick the blood and those worn bits, that ancient age starts to fade. You see a little bit of rosiness come into her cheeks. Can I add, this is a player rules question. Which yes. is the one that we have to use last? That is the brink. Which is the, I will find hope or the one from another player? The one from another player. So you okay. could say that this is your moment. Yeah, I think it is. Shall I read what the moment was? Absolutely. Okay, so I will find hope when truth emerges from tragedy. And what greater tragedy than learning that the hero from my family's past that sent me, not just here, but to the Abbey of the Weeping Rose in the first place, is not what I thought. But perhaps, if she could survive, if she could be more than even I imagined, even if it's not good in the way that I imagined, then maybe there is hope for Eddie, if not for me. Mm -hmm. I think I have to make a conflict roll for this one. Yes, right? you do. What candle are we on? I've lost track. We, four, you have right? four okay. dice. Okay. Well, I, I too am consistent. So it's a six and a one. All right. So you do, you gain a hope die. Hope is not lost. The Rub it in. Cool. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry. Fine. And describe what this like glimmering hope feels like for Harriet. It's kind of a dark hope. I think it's a couple of phases. I think the truth is the first part. And the truth is not just that Great Aunt Honoré is in fact a monstrous hunter, but it's also that I think Harriet has realized that the odds of her leaving these catacombs unchanged, leaving it all maybe, leaving unchanged, probably not, are, are very slim. 
but the hope from that is that there is something after and it is not mindless hunger. It is not depraved cruelty and evil. It is coherent and it may be frightening and monstrous, but it is not pure evil. And if I have any bit of goodness left in me, then that might be enough to get help to Eddie. You look up at this figure, uh, she stands over you, but then crouches so that you're gazing face to face. And she says in broken English with a French accent, I'm not going to attempt. Sure. Um, what brought you here, if not to raise me? My sister, she is afflicted. Afflicted? We, you know, we used to pretend to be you. And I guess even when we grew up, we didn't stop pretending. But the things we fought were very, very real. But you already knew that. And so Eddie was bitten. And she will change and I'm here to help her if I can. Can I? As you said that Eddie was bitten, a smile spreads across Henri's face. So it's begun then. There is a cure. We became monsters because we were hunted ourselves. Our three bloods could create power unlike any other. That is your legacy. But there's so much more that can be done than undoing this. Your sister is not cursed. She's blessed. And you could cure her, but I don't think that's what I want. And she turns and starts walking away and says... Keep my blood alive. I will need her. Do what you want with the other two. And those creeping shadows become shadows of arms and arms multiplying and rising from all around you, uh, grabbing at Agnes and Jane. What do you all do? Jane will... <laughs> Realizing that uh, once again, she's been put in a position where she's going to be sacrificed against her will to the monsters of the deep here, does what she's done before and sacrifices someone else to try to spare herself. It's nothing personal, Agnes. <laughs> <laughs> Jane. Jane will 100% get behind Agnes and try to make herself as invisible as possible while trying to push Agnes in the path of these shadows, all the while surrounding herself in a ring of teeth. In a ring of teeth, fantastic. Yeah. I'm really glad that yeah. phrase was spoken in our game. <laughs> yeah. And what is um, Agnes doing? Agnes is like dissociating, missed the whole conversation after the rosary, but is just like standing there, like going over every bead between the fingers and suddenly like blinks snaps to and they are surrounded by these shadows and 
and Jane is behind her and pushing her forward. Agnes has never been in a position where she has thought someone was attempting to do something like that to like take advantage of her in that way. And she's not about to now. Her assumption is that Jane needs protecting. And what she does is she grabs her own rosary and wraps them both around her fists and gets in a boxer stance. And she looks over her shoulder to uh, Jane and says, go. May I request (laughs) that Jane is kind of impenetrable right now as we've established that the the shadows can't deal with teeth, human teeth. Mm -hmm. She's not budging. She's saving her green of teeth on the floor. She's protected herself with magic. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's not something that's crossing. That's even a factor for Agnes. Like she tells Jane, she's like, run. And she looks over at Harriet and she just like, she makes like a face that's full of like that face that you make when people tell you not to meet your heroes. Everything that Harriet has felt for Henri, Agnes now feels for Harriet. She doesn't even tell Harriet to go. She knows she will. And what does Harriet do? She does hesitate. She looks back at Agnes and Jane. She looks to Henri and she calls out to her, however many greats aunt, you will help me. And she runs to where Sister Agnes is and puts herself between the shadows and Sister Agnes after hearing uh, the commands to to leave me be. Obviously they're around and I can't be everywhere, but I will try to do that. Does Sister Agnes still have her, her, I'm assuming no, because we're punching, but do you still have your swords? No, I assume that I lost my swords um, three candles ago. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Tiki's like, I don't deserve swords. Take them from me. Are there any other, either on, maybe on Jane, well, probably not on, on Agnes at this point, or maybe lying on the ground somewhere. Are there, is there anything sharp or weapony looking anywhere within reach? There might be blunt rocks. Does Jane have something stolen? Yeah. I see you in, wanting to interject. Oh, oh, oh. Jane has a small uh, mother of pearl handled dagger that she stole from an adventurer that's belted on, that's uh, attached to her goodie belt of stolen objects. She also has Jules pliers that he used to pull those gold teeth out of that skull that he lost. <laughs> she has them in her hand. In that case, Harriet is going to go for that dagger and, okay. and try to, to take it away. All right. So now we have to decide who is the acting player here. I feel like I want to say TK because I want to see shadow punching, but also I, it feels cruel to make TK roll. <laughs> it absolutely well. does. I would like to have my moment and find hope though. Okay. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Agnes Van Hop will find hope in her companion safeties through her actions. All right, standing against these shadows. Absolutely, so make us a conflict roll to find hope. How many die am I allowed to put into the, the you computer? You get three. Three right. plus hope die or three? Three and then to if I- Hopefully earn a hope die. Oh, Jesus. 
PK has pretty much failed every single role. Every wow. role. And the thing that is, these it's candles not real. It's not real failing. It's just mediocrity that leads to our sudden death. <laughs> okay. So we got a four, a five, and a two, baby. It's amazing. It's so, incredible. Before we narrate the, this candle going out, TK... What does it look like or feel like for Sister Agnes to grasp for hope and find none there? Good question. I think Agnes wanted to ensure her companion's safety or at least hope that they would have the brains to ensure their own safety, but with no knowledge of Jane's magic and Harriet coming back for some reason just to put them even more in jeopardy Agnes like starts to swing and then I think what Agnes does is they're on a ledge yes I think Agnes turns around and with all of her fate strength picks up Harriet and tosses her into the waterfall and she right. just screams, I said, go. I kind of want to know what's going through Harriet's mind as that happens. No idea. <laughs> um, I mean, I think the instinct reaction, right, is just to, you know, dead weight, don't move, fight against it. But actually, when you say throw Harriet into the waterfall, are we talking a waterfall that Harriet is going to survive a toss from? I think that's Agnes's intention, yes. Okay, great. That's what I thought. Oh, she's going to make it so much worse, but I think she fights against Sister Agnes and doesn't does not want to get to get thrown. All right. So, this is what happens then uh as this candle goes out. Sister Agnes this building pressure, this draining hope uh lunges to grab Harriet. Harriet struggling against Agnes's strength. And in the struggle, disrupt that magical circle of protective teeth. It's the moment the shadows were waiting for. You see those hands reach out, start grabbing the teeth. They disappear into the shadow. And then they come back. They grab Jane. You feel yourself lifted. And below you, you see them shove Agnes and Harriet over the ledge. And a candle goes out. We're down to three candles. Let me adjust our overlay here. The end is coming for all three of you. These things are true. The world is dark. TK, you're starting us off this time, I believe. The world is dark and she is a liar. Yehenio, the world is dark. The world is dark and all paths converge. The world is dark. Ooh, I'm ending this one. Okay. The world is dark and she will do anything to keep Harriet alive. That's what I'm hoping. <sighs> We open up this scene with Jane separated from Agnes and Harriet. Last you saw, they were pushed over the ledge. And now you are in a 
small cavern filled with teeth. And you have just been left there in this collection. Um, it is dark. What would Jane do? In the dark, in a chamber full of teeth, alone again, so close to being possibly rescued and taken out of here again. Years and years of knowing that she's a human sacrifice who's lived way longer than her shelf date. Jane at this point believes in her own magic to a degree that magical thinking is all that she has and no one else is coming for her. So she'll try it just in case. Jane is going to take the pliers still in her hand and break one of her own finger bones just to see, just to see if the translucency and the bioluminescence of her own inherent magic in this place is what it is when she dreams. Oof. We see Jane holding the pliers in one hand, opening them, uh, and starting to close them around one of her fingers. In the meantime, uh, Harriet and Agnes, you wake being pummeled by this waterfall. You are bruised and not quite broken, but the two of you seem to be there alone. What do you do? Harriet immediately will call out for Onave and not care how loud she's being about it. She seems to appear almost as if out of nowhere, walking through that curtain of water. Have you come around? Why do you need me? We're more powerful together. I think Harriet is just, she knows enough to know that it's not drivel, but not enough to have any clue what that means. And she's frustrated and she's confused and she doesn't like not knowing. And so I think she just, she, uh, we've just fallen off of this thing. She just pounds her fist on the ground and says, what does that mean? The three bloods have been asleep for so long. One of us escaped. A vampire, they called us, or him. The two of us slept, and you have woken us. If I'm to continue living, then we must do it together. This power cannot be lost. And she steps forward and kind of clutches your wrist. And does the power require Eddie to be changed. Your sister has been blessed with one of the three bloods. You should be happy for her. You said there was a cure. Whether or not Edwina needs it, it exists. The three bloods combined can do many things. Ah! I do, th I think Harriet is is as stunned and speechless as I am right now. Yeah, I, don't, um, I think what's, what's relevant and important and what <laughs> no doubt my aunt notices and, and maybe Agnes too, is that 
there is way more hesitance than Harriet would have ever imagined about this power and about vampires and shapeshifters and three bloods and and it's just maybe not as clear as Harriet thought it was, at least not to her. And I think that's what's causing this hesitance, this hiccup. When we slept, we knew that we were destined to rise again to power. And it seems like your sister, Edwina, and you are intertwined with that fate. If only you had a third sister. Oh God, Harriet is gonna try so hard not to betray Henrietta's existence in this moment and just say, three of us. That would be even worse, wouldn't it? Oh, well, the, the shadows are not the most graceful or refined of the three bloods, but they are one of us and they will need a vessel. It would be so poetic if there were three cluets. Agnes begins Agnes to, right yeah, Agnes yeah. begins to laugh. And she's just kneeling, knees down on the floor, hands spread across the stone and just like weeping and laughing furiously both rosaries were lost when she went over the ledge she has nothing and it starts as this small whimper into a chuckle into just this unhinged giggling it would be poetic wouldn't it so fitting. Still alive. Annoying. Agnes just sits there and then looks up at Harriet and you have everything. You don't even see it. Sister, I don't. I don't. It's okay. It's okay to be the hero. It's okay. Just don't forget who dies for you. It would be terrible if you had a third sister. Yeah, you should go. Harriet looks at Agnes and eventually forces herself to look at Honoré and really see Honoré fully, not just this monster chasing us, also not just a means to my end of helping my youngest sister, but as a monster, as, as a killer, and a, a, a blood drinker, not a vampire, but she enjoyed my blood and, and, and as something that cannot be allowed 
to have the power that she wields currently, let alone reunited with the other three to have power beyond imagining. And I turn back to Agnes and I begin to reach out for her and, and change my mind almost, almost with the same motion that I used when avoiding my rosary. And I just say to Agnes, you reach for the trappings of our order and of your faith. You have always been stronger than I, and you have never needed those things. Agnes looks up at Harriet. When I came down here, I knew I'd die for you. But now, I think I'm dying for nothing. Go fulfill whatever great destiny you have. I am very tired. Agnes just lays her head down on the stone. Honoré walks forward and puts her hand around Agnes's head like she is a doll and twists Agnes's face toward her and just asks, what are you hiding? Agnes just closes her eyes. What are you hiding, sister? Waits. TK, do you want to take it from here? Yeah, I think that Agnes takes a very deep breath and reaches onto her belt to a flask that... Um, that uh, <laughs> Harriet handed her absentmindedly in the last yeah. episode and just like reaches up and dumps it on Anaris' head. It doesn't matter what's in it. It just matters what Agnes believes is in it. Mm -hmm. Honore screeches and bats at the flask so that it clatters into the shallow waters, the pool underneath the waterfall. Is Harriet staying or going? Harriet sees that last little bit of defiance and she stays. She moves behind Honoré so that she's in Agnes's line of sight and she just looks Agnes in the eye and says, I will try to prove you wrong. And begins administering last rites. Honoré clutches at Agnes's body again, asking again and again, what are you hiding? What are you hiding? She starts to lift the body and smash it against the ground. This continues. Harriet hears the breaking of bone, and then it's just you and Honoré in this tunnel. Jane, you close the pliers around your fingers, your finger. Um, it snaps, and this cavern of teeth lights up. The world is dark, but you are glowing. But in your glow, amidst these stacks of teeth, are shadows. 
shadows that kind of dodge and hide behind the stacks, trying to get out of your light, trying to stay out of that light. What do you do? Jane just needed to know for sure that she belonged here all along. She had come over the years to believe that she was one of the shadows, that she could be their pretty present, their gift, rather than something for them to devour. She's come to believe over the years that she wasn't a sacrifice, she was a gift. And she just had to know for sure. And this, this glow stick magic moment, her broken bone lighting up this cavern of teeth has told her everything that she needs in her heart that she always belonged here and that this is her family now. And Jane will cover up her glow and let herself be consumed by her friends because now she's giving herself as a gift. No one's sacrificing her. So she'll allow it to happen. Goodness. All right. Harriet, it's just you and the shadows and Honoré in these catacombs. Who thought she had a secret? What do you suppose it was, Auntie? We'll find her. And then the three... La, la Société de Trois Songs will rise again. What makes you think that you will find her and that if you did, that she would tell you anything? I'd need you alive, but I don't need all of you. And she grabs Harriet and presses uh, her against one of the stone walls. The shadows have joined after Jane and one of those shadowy hands wraps against your throat and she, uh, on array, demands, where is she? <laughs> And Harriet smiles and she says, we Cluets are strong and we are smart, but we are also hot-tempered. And sometimes foolish. Sister Agnes may not have been who you were looking for, but she bore the title of sister in more ways than I ever recognized. And if she can die for a sister, so can I. What does Harriet do? Harriet 
takes the pearl-handled dagger that Jane had, that she took from Jane in the last little moment there, and knowing that she can't hope to win, to overpower, she puts every ounce of strength she has left. She pictures Edwina and Henrietta and she smiles and she takes that strength and she breaks from the shadows and goes for Honoré, smiling the smile of the hopeless, the, the walking dead. All right, roll me a conflict roll. There are three dice. And your hope dice. And your hope yeah. die. Don't fuck this up, Luhania. Well, it's a good thing I had the hope die. Yay! That was that was a five, which counts as a success on the hope mm -hmm. die. Uh, and then I had two ones. Oof. Um, so that means I've got to roll my 35 dice. Let's, let's just roll a handful of them and see if I get one success. <laughs> I was going to say, all you need is two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 30 successes. Yeah, just a general content warning to folks in chat that... I mean, if you haven't realized so far, there's sad, uh, possibly just upsetting things uh, happening. Uh, so be aware if you have to tune out to protect yourself, we totally understand. All right, Harriet, you lunge forward and you've seen her struck by a blade before, but this one, the pearl dagger that was taken from Jane lights up when it punctures on array. The shadow that you had used all of your strength to escape from starts to scatter. It goes from one large shadow to many hands of shadow crawling away. And Honoré screeches and steps back off of the blade. You see her wound stitching together, not unexpected from what you saw before. And she just says, what can you hope from these foolish actions when I promise you everything? I promise you power over the world, you and your sisters. You can't stop this. Even without you, we're more powerful than you alone. Breathing heavy, still sort of smiling that that sort of manic smile just says, um, power. Yeah, sh yes. Look at you. Power without love, without family, without sunshine, without, without joy. My sisters can make their own choices. There is more on earth than I could have ever conceived, even with my training, what it was. Perhaps I was wrong. 
perhaps everything I was taught was wrong or at least filtered and edited and censored and redacted and incomplete. I see the bigger picture now. And I, for the first time in a long time, I don't know. I don't know. But Agnes made her choice. And I hope that Jane made her choice. One day my sisters will make their choice and I hope that at least some of what I was taught is correct so that I can send them strength from wherever I end up. But I am making my choice now. And this whole time Harriet has been swiping at Honoré, moving her back, sort of moving around her, maybe scoring some small hits that do next to nothing. But finally she stops. So when she finally says, I've made my choice, she flips the dagger around in her hand. So she's holding it by the point. And she, this is not one of Harriet's skills, but she just throws it at Honoré just for that moment of distraction as she smiles and one last time just says, Eddie, Eddie, be strong. And she leans backwards and holds on to herself and falls backwards off of the cliff edge that she had maneuvered herself to during her ill-fated fight with her great aunt. The last thing you see is Honoré dodging your blade and she turns at you to smile that she dodged and her face contorts into so many emotions as she sees you plummet. That would be the end of our tale if this weren't the Clooniverse. Mm. The next thing you feel Harriet is a hand brushing the hair out of your face as you wake on a bed, um, a familiar face, your own? No, Henrietta's looking at you. The, when outside the window, there is total darkness. And Henrietta says, thank goodness she saved you. We need you now more than ever. And stepping out, from behind Henrietta is another familiar face, Sister Agnes. She leans down and smiles at you and says, but we mustn't forget those who died for us and smiles, a crooked smile. And that is where our story ends. What a bummer. <laughs> what a bummer. Yeah. How is everyone what doing? Is everyone doing good bummer. Okay? What a great bummer. A really fun bummer. A very satisfying bummer. 
Thank you to Cantrip Candles, Friday Afternoon Tea, and Roll20 for helping to make Requiem for a Cluet possible. Thank you, Rudy Basso, for editing. And thank you, listeners, who also contributed. If you'd like to support productions like these and spill all our secrets with an exclusive episode of our Session Zero, head to patreon.com slash behold her. Something tells me this isn't the end of the Three Bloods. See you next time in the Clooneyverse.